Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. Welcome. We're here today with Bridget Shen Lee, OD, FAAO, and FBCLA. Dr. Shenley is co-owner of Vision Optique in Houston, Texas. She's also the owner of iTravel CE, an international CE and travel organization, merging her, her two interests in, in travel and education. Uh, Dr. Shenley, welcome. Thank you so much, Marjorie, for having me on. And thank you, Women in Optometry, for uh, doing this podcast with me. Well, you've been a, a longtime supporter uh, of, of WO, and I certainly appreciate all the uh, expertise and ideas that you've shared with us over the years. Today, we're going to be talking about the three P's of post-COVID-19 reopening. And so that we know what those three P's are, it's we'll be talking about the providers and the provider's team, the patient care, and personal well-being. And these are all three aspects that really need attention. We can't just flip the switch and turn the lights on and say, okay, let's go. Um, Dr. Shenley, tell, tell us about where your practice is. For my practice, Vision Optique, we have the physical office has been closed from March 23rd all the way through April 30th. My office out of, we have a team of 10 people, three doctors and seven team members. So out of 10 people, we are actually able to keep seven jobs through this closure, uh, even though it's at reduced payroll time. So before we closed, we presented the option either to take unemployment or furlough through the furlough process or to actually work through the closure time. So um, that's what happened. So the young doctor and the two senior opticians took furlough option. The rest of us are actually Mm -hmm. still working. So one of the team members is answering calls on a daily basis, calls and emails. And we had... um, send three uh, email blasts to the entire patient base. The first one went out the week of um, March 13th. The second one went out on Thursday, March 19th. And the third one went out uh, just this week, letting patient know um, that we are staying close through April 30th. However, we are available through the phone, through the email, and of course, for all the uh, urgencies and emergencies. And uh, the fourth email, we're going to send them out, I think, the week of the April 27th, letting patients know what the reopening schedule, what the actual schedules will be like. But that actual process is already in place because we are answering calls and booking appointments because our April, mm-hmm. our original plan was to reopen April 14th because we figured we'll give two weeks after the official closure. But uh, so we actually had quite a bit of patients who had to move out of the schedule for April. So, so let's look at the first of those P's, the providers team. Um, what what kind of uh, strategies have you brainstormed to to you know ensure s- 
safety for your staff and your patients when when you do reopen. This is what we decided to do. We have three doctors and we have seven team members. So what we have done currently for the month of May and the month of June, we are dividing the 10 of us into three teams. So Monday, Tuesday, Dr. Owens, my partner, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, would be myself seeing patients. And Friday, Saturday, it's our young associate doctor, Dr. Xing. So each day, this way, uh, because in Texas, I think as a country, we also have, we need to continue to observe the social distancing and a very strict yeah. safety measures because just because we're able to open, it doesn't mean that COVID-19 has gone away. And I think how mm-hmm. we practice, how we see patients will be very different until there's and a COVID-19 vaccine available until the mass testing and the tracing and tracking are in place, we have to have the very, very strict safety measures. So the reason we did that is, uh, one, we control how many people are in our office at one time. So our practice is 1,800 square feet with two exam lanes and one treatment lane. This way, the team is only four people, one doctor, two to three staff. Um, It just depends on, because on my days, it will be probably more procedure-driven. Dr. Owens, there's definitely more senior patients. And for my young doctor, there will be a lot younger patients. So we did it that way so that in case one member gets infected or gets exposed, then the entire team needs to go into minimum 14 days of quarantine but the patient care continues. Yeah, so that's how it's divided up and the patient's aware of that and patients actually appreciate that. So we have that now. Uh, That's how we're booking the appointments for the month of May and June. And then we need to talk about Mm -hmm. personal protection. So we don't have that many N95 masks. We do have, I think, enough for one of enough of the team member because we're not able to get them either. But I am sourcing cloth masks that can fit over the N95 mask that I'm going to provide for my own team. And I'm thinking we're going to do a different mask every day. So every single team members will be masked. And I was able to purchase some disposable masks that we are going to put um, on the patient. So I'll, I'll talk about patient in the next section. So for the provider team, so I'll have the PPE in place. And we also expanded ours, our uh, prior to COVID-19, we only open Tuesday through Saturday, but right now we're opening mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday. And we've made the hours okay. longer because we are booking one patient per hour. So this way, okay. if it's adult yeah. patient and also for patients that need to come in, buy things, everything, uh, the doors will be locked. Only the patients that have pre-scheduled dispensing, scheduled uh, frame styling, scheduled eye exam. So this way we can control how many people are in the office and we are able to maintain the social distancing safety measure. Some of your people haven't been been working and and those who have have been uh, working probably less than than full time for you during this time. Um, Extending the office hours doesn't necessarily bring them back up to to full speed, but that's a good question. So remember earlier I said I've created the virtual operation. So the virtual operation will continue. Yes. So 
the the physical team in the physical office are taking care of the patients we are seeing, whatever their needs are. However, uh, phone calls, uh, insurance authorization, making appointment, contact lens order, everything they can do by a phone, the team are still working from home, answering phone calls. So the doctor and the two or three team members in the office were focusing on the patient, the things that we have to do in the physical office. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to operate both at the same time. So uh, it's it's a fluid situation. So I think what's in my head mm-hmm. can work. And that's what I did right after SECO. Uh, it was two weeks of preparation time of running the virtual office. So it's actually been working well. So some days, um, there were a couple of days, when the mass email went out, we had like close to 50 phone calls. So the person who's answering the call, wow. we average around 25 to 35 calls a day. Yeah. Even now. Even now. Because the patients are uh, super appreciative. No, because we have it all over from the email, the signs on the door, all over social media, everything I post, letting people, letting our patient know that we are here for you and we are. And they're, and they're so appreciative that they can talk to Jody, talk to Vanessa, talk to Jessica. These are the people that they've gotten to know. You mentioned one patient patient an hour, but what else are you doing? And how are you going to let patients know about this? Uh, So the patients are already, the ones that are calling to make appointments are already aware of that because... for example, Dr. Owen's patient can only see him Mondays and Tuesdays. Mine can only see me Wednesdays and Thursdays for two months. And Dr. Xing's patient can only see or new patient uh, Fridays and Saturdays. And they understand why. And they uh, appreciate the fact that we have really, really strict safety measure in place. So we're going to con- right. continue with very detailed questionnaire. And the script will be provided to... Uh, the staff was answering calls and the staff was doing the workup and also for the doctors who's answering on calls. So the, the, the doctor who's in the office seeing patient are not answering calls. We are going to, we're going to continue to screen all the, I call them red, uh, red eye visit. So mm-hmm. all of those patients, we implemented that even before we close the office, that the doctor, so usually it's our young doctor gets on the phone talking to the patient to find out, to go through the same questionnaire to identify, have they been exposed to COVID-19? Are they exhibiting any of the COVID-19 symptoms? So that will continue. And for the patients in physical office, they will be provided a mask. And we've started this process already because at the week Mm -hmm. of the... March, the week of March 16th, um, leading up to close, as soon as patients walk in, they are, um, they are offered to, for the patients we need to see, they're actually washing their hands with soap. And the ones that just picking up, the first thing they do is alcohol. We have a hand sanitizer everywhere. And mm-hmm. we are also going to take every patient's temperature as well. And I'm identifying the right um, easy-to-use portable tool to check every patient's temperature. Because sometimes they may have a low fever, but they, the patients are not aware of it. Or the patients are aware of it, but they don't think anything of it. So we will be turning those patients away, abide in a very nice way. But hopefully they won't show up with the temperature, but we're still going to take the time because I've got to protect my team. 
Right. And not right. just to protect my patients, but I got to protect my team because I have team members who have very, very young children. And we have team members that are in the senior age. And it's just the, the safety, safety has to be number one priority. I know when we do this way, we're not going to see that many patients, but safety is super important. It has to remain the number one priority for all the doctors who are going to be listening to this and and the team members, safety first. And then for kids, we are going to ask only one parent, one parent, one child, no siblings, (laughs) no one else. And we are considering also a separate time for seniors for because we are we uh, our practice is 20 years old we have uh, over 22,000 patients and we have a lot mm-hmm. of patients age 60 and older so in the local grocery stores I don't know if it's a uh, nationwide in the local grocery mm-hmm. stores they have senior shopping time like 7 a.m to 9 a.m where it's right. only senior so I'm thinking we make our hours like senior only 9 to 11 like first two hours only for the senior mm-hmm. patient with, 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 which is just two patients anyway but for a lot yeah. of the seniors if it's a medical related visit we are going to offer telehealth to see them okay. take care of them telehealth if we decide we need to see them physically in office and we bring them in Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you already implemented telehealth? Uh, we are not the HIPAA compliant, proper HIPAA, uh, me sorry, telehealth where we can actually file to the Medicare. That has not been okay. done. However, what we are doing currently, it's being offered as a private pay because there's a popular app called DoxyMe and Yes. The doctors, whether it doesn't matter what kind of doctors, I think the popular charge is $50 per consultation. And that's what mm-hmm. we're charging um, for to get a telephone because we can do it by um, uh, patients can email uh, a picture of their uh, eyes. And we are actually in the beta testing a platform uh, a, a video conferencing through Amazon Chime. So I just signed a beta to test for that. So we can actually see the patient. Um, and the, so far, we haven't had any patients really complain about the uh, the fee. They're super mm-hmm. appreciative that we're offering this option because they, they feel safe as well. And one more thing is uh, for our frontline healthcare and the first responder, we are yes. giving them priority both off hours after office hours because they're working regular hours. So right. the patients are no, so our patients who, who are frontline uh, uh, fighters, they are known, we're, we're going to let them know that, hey, just identify yourself and we'll figure out a way to take care of you. So they have number one priority. So it's because a lot of those are contact lens wearers so with the, all the gear and the mask, it's much easier for them to, wear a contact lens underneath all that mask versus uh, glasses. Yeah. So, and for our contact lens patients, if they are young, they're healthy, there's no issue with the vision, with the comfort, because 84% of our patients are in a daily disposable modality already. So we've started extending patients' contact lens prescription in mid-March. We're, we're, we're just sending them another three-month supply, and most patients are perfectly happy with that option. Uh, this has been a challenging time. I mean, um, yes, it certainly has. It's definitely unprecedented <laughs> for all of us across all industries and everyone around the world. 
Right. When when you and I were talking about sleeping well at night, you you mentioned that it 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 took a while to to kind of settle into into the new routine and and be able to suppress worry and concern enough to 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 get a good night's sleep. What what are you doing personally to to keep yourself grounded? Okay. Um so the sleeping, I think a lot of uh people who are listening can agree with this. So I started waking up. I hate I don't mind if I wake up at 5 a.m. I'll just get up and work. Uh, I right. get so annoyed if I wake up at two or three, so I don't have trouble falling asleep. I just can't wake up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night because then my mind start going. So I've mm-hmm. had um, not so good sleep. I think <laughs> the week of March tenth. I think every most people who listen is like, "Oh my gosh, that's happening to me." So I just yeah. When you and I talked a couple of days ago, I just started sleeping through the night last week. So for about a month. Um, even though I try, but uh, half the time I can sleep through the night because I don't usually have sleeping issues uh, prior to this. I take um, a pretty good uh, care, physical care of my physical well-being, but it is what it is because as a business owner, there's a lot more on my plate that um, I'm responsible for. And also we created this virtual eye care, but Every day, a new challenge comes up. Every week, a new challenge comes up. So what? Right. this is what I've done that I've learned. I cut off caffeine by 2 p.m., mm-hmm. my local time, like no caffeine at all after 2 p.m. And I try to mm-hmm. stay hydrated. And I do do... Um, I kept my personal trainer because I have a personal trainer. Uh, I've always had one uh, for last eight years. So we're doing Facebook uh, live, um, not live, mm-hmm. face, uh, FaceTime. We're doing FaceTime okay. um, personal training. And what I found is uh, if I take a walk, like a long 30-minute walk through the neighborhood, it really helps me um, that night and we uh, do fun things with the family members we play mahjong as a family it's a chinese game and um, also i try to turn off work at about 9 p.m that's the latest i told myself that i should actually work and then i watch uh, i'm re-watching the uh, game of thrones because um, i have the dvds so i'm re-watching that and my younger daughter really likes that series so she's watching it with me yes she's a teenager okay. we fast forward all the inappropriate parts but the <laughs> but the plots because the last several seasons the, the plots and the acting is really good yeah so yeah. those are the things that I'm doing. And also it's super important uh, for everyone who's listening to, uh, you know, just because we work from home, it's super important for you to, number one, to keep a routine that this is, right. yeah, this is your daytime routine, this is nighttime routine. And one thing that I found, I know it's it's small, but it does make a difference. Um, don't stay in your pajama all day. Like by 9 a.m., like the first day, I, uh, I've done a whole uh, hundreds of Instagram stories. So the very first week, I realized if I put on my 9 a.m., I call it daytime clothes. At 9 p.m., I switch to my actual pajama going to sleep clothes. If you do just that simple thing, it, so you're telling yourself, okay, this is daytime. This is what I'm going to do during the day. This is what I'm going to do at nighttime. Because there are a lot of posts people are sharing fun things about how long you can wear your pajamas. Yeah. 
<laughs> like okay, you have your daytime pajama, your nighttime pajama, and right. yeah, and also writing. I've been doing a lot of writing, um, just social media posts because writing helps me um, mm-hmm. de-stress. And that's important too. I mean, you 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 need time. You need diversions. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, I think it's good for people to realize what are the things that you usually enjoy doing that you can continue to do uh, safely during the uh, quarantine with the stay home orders and do more of it. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, check in. You can organize um, like a zoom in social hour with your girlfriends Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. zoom in with your team members, especially uh, the ones that have chosen to the for uh, the furlough um, mm-hmm. path. Make sure you stay in touch with them, because I mean, think about it, right? Everyone's just like, this is a uncertain time, and um, it's nice for them to hear. If you're a business owner, to hear from you to let them know that you that we are a team that we're gonna ride through this together, and we are going to continue to take care of patients and our practice will be standing after we come out of this and we'll come and we'll come out of this much, much stronger. Yeah. So stay connected. That's, 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 that's important and, and smart. Um, and uh, we're going to, we're going to need to connect again uh, physically in, in some time. So it's, it's good to keep those, uh, those connections strong in the meantime. Yeah. So one of the things I joked uh, when I was, uh, before we left, so it was a very emotional day. It was a Saturday, March 21. It was our last uh, physical day at the practice. So I told my entire team, you know, we're all going to follow social distancing for safety, but let's not do let let's stay emotionally connected let's not stay emotionally um distant yeah that's true physical distancing doesn't mean emotional distancing correct dr shenley thank you so much for for sharing these these tips and these strategies and i know people are looking for ideas how they how they envision um operating their practices again when when that can happen and and how to gear up so Thank you for, for sharing your thoughts. Oh, my, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And it's so good to sure. see that entire eye care community is coming together at the time of the crisis. So, and I love this hashtag. We are in this together and stronger together. Yes. The second one, stronger together. If you're doing any social media posting, those are two uh, trending hashtags. Use those two. Terrific. And, uh, uh, we will always take uh, social media advice from Dr. Shelley. <laughs> you've, you've got this, <laughs> you've got this down to a, a science, really, and an art. Um, thanks again for your time. My pleasure. Thank you, Marjorie, and thank you, WO, for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WO Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail or via our website womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.